Welcome to StarNet Regions 1 and 3 podcast. My name is Dr. Annie Ranking, and I am a Family Resource Specialist with StarNet Regions 1 and 3. If you'd like to find out more about us, please visit us at starnet.org. Welcome. We are continuing our series on active parenting. Today, we're focusing on topic five, say no to communication blocks. Communication is important, not only with our children, but in every part of our life. In order to get across to others our opinions, our wants, our needs, we need communication skills. As parents and educators, it is our job to teach and role model these communication skills to children through our actions and words. So we're going to talk about two ideas today regarding communication. Communication blocks and active communication. Communication blocks stop communication. It closes the door to open communication. It can occur internally through negative self-talk, or it can occur between people, interpersonal communication. It is a coping strategy people use when a situation becomes too stressful or feels as if they need to avoid a conversation. There are lots of different types of communication blocks placating, sarcasm, telling the child what to do and not to do, going against the idea of providing choice like we talked about a few weeks ago. While there are common communication blocks in general, we are also going to focus on communication blocks that we use with our children. But first, why do you think it is important that we try to avoid these communication blocks? or the stopping of honest and truthful communication between children and ourselves. Because if we stop it now, that communication, while they are young, do you think that they will feel comfortable talking to us when they are teenagers and have questions about alcohol, drugs, friends, the infamous quote, mean girl or popular group? No. They will remember how their parent or their adult in their life judged them, made them feel, stopped that communication, or questioned them in the past. They will likely avoid openly communicating because of the discouragement and hurt they felt in the past regarding topics that were meaningful and important to them as children. So, when your child comes to you about an embarrassing moment, maybe realizing their zipper was down all day. While it may be funny, the first reaction of making fun or laughing at your child is one type of recognized communication block as outlined by Dr. Popkin. The kids in their classroom probably had the same reaction, resulting in lower confidence. As parents and teachers, we do not also want to contribute to a child's low self-esteem. Identifying and empathizing with our children in most situations will avoid communication blocks and help release that positive chemical in our child's brain in relation to us as we are creating a sense of security, a sense of trust, and a sense of bonding. So communication blocks. First thing to remember is to avoid them. Second thing to remember is that is the three methods of communication must match. 
Your body language, your tone of voice, and words all must match in order to get the correct message or the message you want your child to receive across to them. So what are common communication blocks? Here are some examples. Commanding. What you should do is giving advice. I've got a really idea, good idea. Why don't you placating? Oh, everything will be just fine. Interrogating. What did you do to make him blank? Psychologizing. Oh, you're just being oversensitive. Judging. Why were you doing that in the first place? That wasn't very smart to do. Sarcasm. Well, I guess it's just about the end of the world, isn't it? Focusing on mistakes. I don't think you should have said that. Negative expectations. Now don't blow it this time. And lastly, perfectionism. Well, if you got all A's, you wouldn't have to worry about it. Now remember, all of us have our go-tos as adults with our children. So reflect on conversations you have with your children and with other people in your lives. What are things that you often refer to? What are communication blocks that seem to be your coping strategy or the coping strategies of those around you? Once you have been able to identify your communication blocks, it's time to focus on actively communicating with our children. And there's five steps I'm going to walk through. Number one, listen. Put our phones down, turn the TV off, turn our iPads off, turn our computers off, and make eye contact. Number two, respond to feelings. You sound blank. That must have been blank. For example, you sound frustrated. That must have been really embarrassing when your fly was down. And think outside the box. We have more feelings than just happy, mad, sad, and glad. We have lots of feelings. Help your child identify those specific feelings. Number three. Help your child think through pros and cons, alternatives and consequences by asking questions and by avoiding the communication block of advising them. Such as what would happen if you do that? Okay, and how would that make you feel? Okay, what is something else we might be able to try? What do you think would happen then? Number four. Encourage, encourage, encourage. And finally, number five, follow up later. Ask your child what decision they, dis they made. How did it turn out? What are things they might be able to grow on for next time? This concept is known as failing forward. While we don't want our children to fail, if they do in a situation where they have made the choice and have followed through with it, always coming back to what are the lessons you've learned, even if it didn't turn out in the best way. So I encourage you to communicate with your children this week. See if you catch yourself using communication blocks. How do you think you might be able to change your communication block into an act?
productive conversation with your child. Thank you for listening to our podcast from Starnet Regions 1 and 3. If you'd like to find out more about us, please visit us at starnet.org.